I, I want to talk to you today briefly about uh, one verse in Romans uh, 12, verse 21, uh, where St. Paul writes this. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Uh, the world is facing, as you know, a major, major crisis. But Paul is not afraid to use the word evil. Let's not mince words. Evil is evil. Bombing innocent civilians, women and children, babies, hospitals, schools is evil. Mass murder is evil. Uh, this is brutal destruction of a whole nation. Bombing of Ukraine is evil. Let's name it. Let's not mince words. Let's not... Paul doesn't mince words. Evil is evil. So let's first of all name it. Uh, and, and Paul says, don't be overcome by evil. Yes, these are war crimes on a horrific scale. But Paul says, do not be overcome by evil. Don't, evil will not have the last word. The whole of Romans up to now, up to chapter 12, has been about the cross and resurrection of Jesus. Jesus has overcome evil through the cross and through the resurrection. Jesus reigns in this world. And therefore, you do not need to be overcome by evil. Evil will not have the last word. And Paul writes, do not be overcome by evil. Never give up. Thank God for the courage of these men and women in Ukraine. If you're watching this in Ukraine, we thank God for you, for your courage, for your standing. The fact that you, you have put up a sign saying never give up and that you are resisting evil. And we need to learn the lessons of history. I feel very passionately about this, as I know you all do, but I have a particular reason to feel passionately about it, and that is my family. My family, were, my father, as you know, was a, uh, uh, some of you will know, was, a, was, it was Jewish. Um, he was a secular Jew, but he was a, a, a German Jew, and he was, he was embarrassed. He was a lawyer. He was stopped. His, his, his license to practice law was withdrawn in 1933, six years before the war started. He came over here and uh, was qualified as a barrister and practiced law here. Uh, he was interned in the first week of the war, but then he joined the British Army and was a lieutenant colonel by the end of the war, fighting in the British Army. But many of his cousins uh, were arrested, um, tortured, um, murdered in um, different concentration camps, and... We have to learn the lessons of history. When, when, when these things happen, uh, appeasement didn't work. And uh, we have to learn from, from what happened. The, the thing is, so few people are alive today. I, was, I may look as if I was alive then, but I wasn't, I wasn't actually alive then. Um, but uh, there are very few people who were alive then. You have to be over 100 almost to have, to have fought at the beginning of... of um, World War II, and to remember, remember what happened in the 1930s. And uh, Winston Churchill, it wasn't original to him, but he was quoting, he, he, he said, 
Those who fail to learn the, the lessons of history are destined to repeat them. We have to learn the lessons of history. Do not be overcome by evil. We must not just roll over and allow evil to triumph. Do not be overcome by evil. That's the first part of what Paul says. And the second part, he says, but overcome evil with good. So this is not the moment for the church to stay out of politics. That was the mistake the, the church made in the 1930s. Uh, there was the Confessing Church, there was Dietrich Bonhoeffer, there was Neil Muller, there were other Christians who spoke out. But on the whole, the church did not speak out. But this is not a that was not a moment for the church to stay out of politics. And this is not a moment for the church to stay out of politics. This is a moment for the churches, all the churches, Orthodox, Catholic, Protestant, Pentecostal, to unite, to pray and to act on behalf of the millions of people in Russia who oppose the war and the 44 million Ukrainians who are under attack. This is a time for prayer and action. So what can we do in the face of evil? Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. So what can we do? Number one, as we've heard, we can pray. Prayer is powerful. You know, there's so many stories that are coming out of Ukraine now of miracles, of angels, of uh, people feeling the support of our prayers. We can pray. And we're going to be praying uh, later in the, in the service, going to continue to pray later in the service. So please keep praying. Pray for Ukraine is a hashtag. If you're, you're on Twitter, Instagram, everywhere. Prayer for Ukraine has become a hashtag and people all over the world are praying for Ukraine. Secondly, we can give and uh, donate. Now, there are many ways that, that you can donate. You can donate to um, the DEC, have got together 15 major, major charities, including World Vision. We heard last week in the service from the president of uh, World Vision and CEO, who is actually one of our curates. He's here every Sunday morning in the galleries. I don't know where he is, probably in a UN meeting today. But he's, he is um, head of one of the 15 charities that have combined, the DEC. They've already raised 85 million. And uh, obviously, we're not going to be a conduit for that giving. If you want to give to, the, to those charities, do it directly. There's no point in doing it indirectly. It's much better just give the money to them. Or the individual ones, World Vision, Tear Fund, or uh, the, the Red Cross, all the different ones. Uh, that, of course, is really helpful. At the moment, the appeal is not for uh, clothes. I think that happened, you know, all, and, and the sort of items. It's cash is what they need. They need money. So... Um, but we're going to have a specific appeal today here uh, in addition, and that is for our own um, Alpha office in Poland. They're working together with the office in Ukraine. Um, and uh, let me just give you the details of that and how you can give. Um, this is what Pippa and I are going to give to. Um, uh, this is in, in Poland. You've heard from the Ukraine office, but in Poland, uh, the... the First courses started in 1999, formed a legal entity in 2004. There are 10 staff, 175 core churches. 
So in Poland, we have 175 churches that are working right now on the refugee crisis. And as you've heard um, already, well, as you probably read in the newspapers, in the Guardian uh, on Friday, they reported Poland has taken by far the largest number of refugees. They've taken, by Friday, they've taken 756,303. I'm sure that number is way up today. Um, and so what is the Alpha office there doing? Are they, uh, the head of the Alpha, uh, actually, he's the head of Eastern Europe, uh, St uh, Stanislav, is currently hosting two Ukrainian families in his home. I think there's a picture of one of them uh, going up on the screen and has updated us on the needs in Poland and how the church is responding. The church, church in Poland will receive the funds. So if you want to give to this, you have to go to, you go to the website. I think the details of that came up. Um, you go to the website um, and uh, they, they will receive the funds, working with Alpha for more than... 20 years and been responding uh, since day two of the crisis. The funds we raise today will support the main Alpha Hub Church in Warsaw in providing humanitarian assistance for more than 100 families, accommodation, clothing, medicine, food, and other essential items, as well as other Alpha churches, the 175 other, well, core churches, there are more than that, across Poland, providing emergency accommodation for families. This is our chance to play our part by standing in solidarity with Christians in Poland, offering support to Ukrainian refugees in desperate need. I think that's absolutely uh, it hadn't struck me until Andre until you said that, that there are no refugee camps in Poland. Every one of them, they're standing, you've seen them with an offering, and we'll have to do that ourselves. So right now, you, you, it, I've tried it, uh, just between services, just to work out how, how to do this. It, you, if you're under 40, I suspect you'll find it easier than I do to give, on, give through a website. Um, I, I needed a bit of assistance, but, but we think we've worked it out. But certainly by Monday, we will have given what we plan to give. Uh, but it, you have to go to the website, you have to go to giving, then you have to go down to... And then it's click Ukraine, and then you have to put in details, and then your bank details. It's just so complicated. It takes me about three hours to do something like that. But, um, but you, anyone under 40, actually, I don't want to insight you, probably anyone under 100 can do it. <laughs> Easier than I can do it. Anyway, it's, it's possible to do it anyway, on the website. But uh, so that's what we're doing. And as I say, this is not, you know, if you want to give, give to uh, these, you see the many, many different ways to give. But this is one way that we can give and support all these churches in uh, Poland and in Ukraine who are uh, doing an amazing job in welcoming all these refugees. So that, that's, that's something that, that we can do. And in due course, when the refugees come to this country, uh, let's encourage our governments to receive them unconditionally with open arms as they're doing in Poland and Romania right now. Let's be one of the countries that welcomes Ukrainian refugees with open arms. So that's, that's something that everybody can do. We can, we, can, we can pray, we can give, and we can act. And we can speak out. Uh, Martin Luther King said, in the end, what people will remember is not the words of their enemies, but the silence of their friends. And 
I go back to don't let's repeat history. Let's not repeat history. Let's not be silent at this. Let the church not be silent. The church should be taking the lead. This is a matter of compassion. It's a matter of of good versus evil. It's a matter of justice. It's a matter of peace. It's a matter of all the things the church is called. We're called to be peacemakers. We're called to be salt and light in the world. We are called to take a stand, as, as Paul writes here, don't be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good and take a lead. The politicians should not be taking the lead. It's the church, the church of Jesus Christ should be at the forefront of this resistance of evil and the doing of good to overcome evil. And uh, what we're going to do right now is uh, we're doing all this in, Je- in the name of Jesus. Because ultimately, what do we want? We want to see... God's kingdom come. We want to see the name of Jesus glorified. We want to see his will done on earth as it is in heaven. And we want Jesus to be glorified in this country, in Ukraine, right across the world.